Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. He's the creative mind behind some of the most viral moments in reality show history. The only thing that is artificial or fake about me Andy Cohen oversees Bravo's biggest hits, about a dozen shows in all. Tonight, Shaco goes to Russian President Vladimir Putin. While hosting his own late-night program, pushing politicians and celebrities to spill the tea. I plead the best. Okay. It's been a long, strange trip from CBS News intern to wildly successful television executive and host. We will see you tomorrow night, everybody. And when he's not talking pop culture or bringing in the new year with his BFF, Anderson Cooper. Have you gotten high at a brisk? <laughs> Andy is taking on new projects as a book author and father of two. Where's daddy? Yes! So what's his reality? We're about to find out. We have two things in common. Do I get a hint? I find cooking really hard. I find it really stressful. Do you feel your life is in danger? And the love of my mother is what brought me here. What was the worst investment? Oh, there's a long list of really bad ones. Andy Cohen, welcome. I'm excited to get to talk to you and a little nervous. Well, I was going to say the same thing, to be honest. I, I'm I a little like worried you're going to go tr- in for the, col- for the kill here. Uh, well, I'm a little worried. Is there a kill to go in for? Uh, you tell me. I'm a yes, little, for sure. I'm a little worried you're going to try to turn this into who's talking to Andy Cohen. Yes. Well, okay. So let me start. Okay, get, <laughs> anyway, get in there. You were on CNN's New Year's Eve special. Yes, I was. And you seem to have great difficulty with the directive. That instead of doing real shots, that you had to drink mystery non-alcoholic drinks during the course of the evening with your buddy Anderson Cooper. Here you are. One, two, three. (coughs) Oh, Oh, that tastes... What could that be? Any idea what... Socks or shoes? Oh, are we drinking? Are we drinking the squeezed juice of a leather shoe? (coughs) That 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 I need to (laughs) kill. Honestly. So the glass was not breakable. It didn't sound like it. Yes. Like it broke. Was it really that bad? Did you really need to kill it that bad? Here's the thing: we were told not to drink. Much to the chagrin, really, of the viewers. I mean, we were very annoyed because we felt like they were saying to us, you're not capable of drinking responsibly. It just Did you watch your performance the year before? I did. I went off on de Blasio. Yes. By the way, the safest person to go off on I in know, the but universe. it was a little... There was no one who disagreed with me. I'm sorry. He had a well, 98%. I mean, his wife. Okay. Yes. Oh, sorry. Look at that. See? <laughs> Here we go. That's anyway, what happens I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, wow. That was crazy. Uh, so, you know, that was a little annoying. 
The mystery shots were something that we came up with to have fun. Because it was fun. I think that the audience loves to see Anderson grimace after he takes a shot. And so this, in my mind, was a way to get him to do that. And it was a way to have fun. And it was like, look, we're still having shots. Now, yes, that was two hours into the night. It was raining. And I just, yeah, I had a little moment there, which Anderson slapped my wrist during the commercial break. He's like, you got to get it together, dude. But um, that was my only moment where I was, I really wanted some tequila. But, but. Andy, Otherwise, we had a blast, and I would argue we really didn't act differently than we act when we're drinking. Except you didn't uh, attack the current mayor of New York. I didn't, but no, I'm uh, waiting for but, that. <laughs> you let him earn it, yes, right? Yes, exactly. You're a TV executive. Was yes. it really so unreasonable for the new bosses at CNN to say getting hammered on national television on a, on a news network is not a good look. I think that maybe something that could have been said was, hey, you guys, we don't want to focus so much on the drinking. If you want to do shots, do them, but can you do it responsibly? Can you dial it back? Andy, can you rein it in a little bit? You do, know, I mean- you, And how would you have done it? Yes, that, I would have. I, I would have absolutely. I, the words dial it back and responsible are not the first things that come to mind Listen, when I think of you. I am grateful to be on CNN on New Year's Eve, for real. I mean, I'm I'm grateful. And it's CNN's airtime. I don't own the airtime. I'm here as a guest. And I feel the same way at Bravo. If they say to me at Bravo, we don't like your beard, shave it. I shave my beard. It's their airtime. So yes, if they, if they felt that way, then I respect it. Well, you say it's their airtime, but the fact is, and I didn't know this, okay. you have a unique place in America's pop culture. We're going to put up on the screen okay. everything that you're involved in. Okay. Look at this. You executive produce 11 yes. different properties for NBC Universal. Yes. You have two separate channels on Sirius XM, including... Yes the aptly named Radio Andy, and you're about to release your fifth, count them, fifth book. Someone yes. said, if you're not the architect of our celebrity culture, you're the ringmaster of our celebrity culture. Why do you think everything you, you do is so popular? I think, so, listen, I think the housewives initially, I, I, I owe a great deal of my success to these women and this show which I think has replaced the modern soap opera in our TV landscape, or is the modern soap opera in our TV landscape. And so um, that's, that's the place that I started, and I think that I've been able to connect with my audience in a way that's authentic and that is a real dialogue and somehow keeps the conversation keeps going, and I'm grateful for it. All right, you talk yeah. about The Housewives, and that is your biggest franchise. I didn't realize this. You have 10. I know. Ten. All the way from New Jersey to, to Beverly Hills yeah. to Dubai. Yes. And, and here's a taste of some of the more viral moments. Oh, God. So now you're going to show all of the wine tossing and table flipping. Would I do that? That's what you're going to do. Let's Fine. just take a look. Okay, great. I love it. Oh. I'm not talking to you. And I'm just shut your f***ing mouth. I've had enough of you, you beast. Beast? Yeah. How dare you? How dare me? Don't touch just my saying. husband ever. Just saying. Don't you ever. You don't want out for everybody to know. You better watch what you talk about me or everybody will know. Everybody will know. my husband. Everybody will know. You understand that? Everybody will go after my husband. Now, I got, wait, I got to tell folks, 
while we're doing this, <laughs> Andy is looking at the at, at this and going, okay, okay. I mean, is that unrepresentative of Real Housewives? Um, it is a part of it, yes. I would say, listen, what you're looking at there was the climax of an entire season of the Housewives of Beverly Hills. Well, we're not going to show the boring part. Oh, exactly. So all I'm saying is, yes, that happened. That was highly dramatic. That was highly charged. And when you get to that point, then you have three episodes of talking about what happened. I mean, it's all it's all within the confines sure. of the show. But so, yes, that happened. What What do you want to say to me about that, Chris? <laughs> wow. Talk about defensive. I know. I am a little defensive. Well, yes. a couple of things. Okay. First of all, is that for real or are they just playing? They're not playing. It's for real. We cast highly uh, dramatic women. Uh, look, are they aware the cameras are there? Are they, you know, and I think that the Beverly Hills Housewives of all of them are the most aware that they're on a television show. So, but yes, of course they're aware that the cameras are there. And, um, but come to a reunion taping sometime, Chris, and you will see that uh, these, they feel the way they feel. They just happen to feel things maybe stronger than than um, your neighbor next door. Well, it's interesting that you should mention the Real Housewives reunions because we have a clip of that. Good. And <laughs> this I feel good about. Okay, you do feel better about that. Now, listen, well, okay, I feel well, good I, about all of it. I, and I love the Housewives. Okay. I did just get defensive because it seemed like a layup that you were gonna show. I thought it was gonna be a montage of wine tosses, but you know. Okay. Okay. Real Housewives. Yes, we're gonna see Which you host, yes. this is the reunion, and sometimes you get caught in the crossfire. Okay, this is going to be season two. Teresa Judice pushing me, I think. <laughs> now Kelly's no. in tears because you've said that she uses cocaine and that she's not a good mother. I didn't say she's not a good mother. That's not what I said, Andy. I said, and I, I don't think that he's good for you. How do you know what's good for me? That's my opinion! She was so nasty and so rude I that I don't so even, don't ever bring so anybody rude. around me like that. So nasty. And that's what happened. So rude. So I was no, 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 You are a piece of garbage. Well, you nailed it. <laughs> yes, I knew that. that what do you think this low-hanging low fruit that we're taking oh, here? Wait, wait, no, look, it's all good. I love the show. I could watch those clips forever. Well, one of your books yeah. is titled Superficial, yes. which is not my opinion. That's yes. your title for it. Another book is a deep, a, a, a deep look at a shallow year. Yes. Are you at all embarrassed? by what you do. No, I'm really not. Because it makes so many people happy. I go back to me being in St. Louis uh, as a kid watching all my children for years and years and years. And I loved all my children. It was just the great escape for me. And I think that this show represents that for a whole lot of so, people. So that's and I think it is, it can be really confrontational. It can sometimes be um, something that's a little difficult to swallow, but I think it's also about, in the real great moments, it's about being a wife and a mother and a sister and a friend and a whole lot more. So yes, there's all that, and then there's a whole lot more. And I think, by the way, if it was only that, it wouldn't still be on the air, and we wouldn't have 10 going. It's very funny, too. You, you talk about the fact, and you're right, 
Yeah. There are that there are ten going millions of people want to yeah. watch the, every one of these shows. Yes. Why do you think? Why do they love watching rich I, people behave badly? I think it's I think we love judging human behavior as a society. We're all in the middle of judging Prince Harry right now and Meghan Markle. We love judgment. We are this is a society based on judginess. This show is a way that you can judge people that you think you know totally guilt-free and totally without any repercussion. And you can, I've talked to so many mothers and daughters who say, we fight about everything except the housewives. It's the only thing that we can sit and talk about and have fun talking about. And I think there are so many friend groups and families who feel the same way. And uh, I, I absolutely love it. I stand by it. I'm not embarrassed by it. Uh, I think when I'm sitting across from you, the reason I get defensive is I don't think you watch the show. And so I, I watched one season of of New York, Real Ho of New York because oh, wow. because I knew several of the people. On oh, that. really? Yes. Speaking of judging and speaking of Real Housewives, oh, how's boy. this for a segue? Yeah. Jennifer Shaw. Yes. Who, who was uh, a member of the Salt Lake City. Yeah. Real Housewives series was just sentenced to six and a half years in prison for defrauding thousands of victims in a telemarketing scream. Now, you're on the record last November as saying that you hope she would get no jail time. And the question I have is, why would you take her side against the thousands of people she defrauded, including a lot of elderly? I think I was hoping that she was actually innocent. I wouldn't have- She pleaded I, guilty. It would, that was before she pled guilty. I mean, that I said that. I would think. No, I think it was after. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, God. Um, anyway, wow, this is <laughs> you, fun. Uh, you were easy uh, to crack there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Look, I, I think that, I, I don't know what the context of me saying that was, but I think that the context was people kept demanding of me, what is her status with the show? And I'm like, it's up for the it's up to the judge. She's about to get sent sentenced to a lot of jail I know, time. but you're saying she not, did something bad. Yes, she did. And so she should go to jail. I think I was saying, look, I, you know, sometimes if you get to know someone and you get to like them, you hope that they are not guilty of something horrible. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Then there's your show. Watch what happens live. Yes. Five nights a week. You're going to come on as a guest. Have you ever asked me to I be would a love guest? For, I'm asking you right now. Uh, well, I don't I know. Well, well, I, I, we I, I know you would. I bet Dan Rather's been on several times. I understand We've that. Steam journalists on all the time. What do you think is the appeal of that show? I think it's authentic. I think it's fun. I think it takes late night television and kind of turns it inside out. There's no pre-interview. There's uh, there. It's just fun and it's spontaneous. And uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen. One of the things that's a secret to success is you get some great guests. Yes. And I want to show a clip of you with Meryl Streep. Yes. Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Robert Redford. You marry one, you shag one, you kill one. Uh, Redford, marry, maybe. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. And um, uh, uh, Jack Shag. Okay. And um, Dustin Ixnay. Dustin. Okay, very good. Fun. For, first of all, we I'll played plead the fifth with Hillary Clinton twice too, and she has not pled the fifth. Really? Yes. Okay, but did you play Shag Kill? We didn't Shag Mary Kill. I should do a Shag yes. Mary Kill with her. It might all be the same person. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, First of all, how big a deal to get somebody like Meryl Streep on the show? And how big a deal that she 
played along. Yeah. I mean, I love when she said, yes. Shag, Jack. Yes. Uh, very big deal. That was actually about four years into our, we're now 14 years into doing Watch What Happens Live. So that was early in our run. And it was a huge turning point for us getting Meryl Streep to do the show. It's a big deal. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Assignment with me, Audie Cornish. So there have been arrests, suspensions, disciplinary hearings. They're shutting down graduation events. At this moment, the part of the protests that are admirable are young people calling attention to atrocities. Michael Roth is the president of Wesleyan University. I would like to make a space for them to do that as long as that space doesn't prevent other people from pursuing their education. Listen to The Assignment with me, Audie Cornish, on your favorite podcast app. You also had Hillary Clinton on the show, yes. as you said. And before we get to that clip, yep. what is a Shotsky? A Shotsky is, I had never heard of it either. When we went five nights a week, the show started once a week. When we went five nights a week, Jimmy Fallon was one of our first guests on that five-night uh, thing, and he brought this shot ski, which is a ski with three shot glasses uh, on it, and it, he came on a Wednesday, and since then, every Wednesday night is shot ski night on Watch What Happens Live. Whoever the guests are, we do uh, a shot with them. Well, here is the former First Lady and the former Secretary of State doing a shot ski. Yes. One, two, three. That was Dorinda Medley from the New York Housewives who had been in the audience, so I pulled up to do the shot with us. Oh, really? Yes. So, so do you think she was really, Hillary was really into that, or do you think she's sitting there the whole time thinking, who the hell put me on this show? Um, I think she was super into it. Uh, we had a great, it was a great show. And of course, everyone who saw it said, I wish that had been the Hillary because she's the most microanalyzed person out there. Everyone said, well, why wasn't she like that when she was running for president? And the reason that I know that she had a great time is she came back. Really? Again, after that, yeah. So, for the Shotsky or for the conversation? Uh, I don't think we did a Shotsky the second time, but we played Bleed the Fifth twice. Yeah. And, and, and what happens, all right, because I have not. That's okay. What happens in Plead the Fifth? Plead the Fifth is the game that you saw Meryl Streep playing. Right, but that she And she answered a question. It's basically three, the game is I give you three questions, you can plead the fifth to only one. And so, and they're pretty pointed questions that, they're, they're pointed questions. We have a lot of fun coming up with the questions. And, you know, they're, they're meant to be a little confrontational. So what would your three questions be for me? Uh, okay. What was your, um, least 
who's the most full of crap person on Fox News? <laughs> What's your uh, favorite? I don't know that I can't answer okay. that. No, so but you I would plead the fifth. No, I, no, no, no. Okay. I just mean that it's a very hard favorite. <laughs> hard to, to yeah, right. There's a lot to parse out yes. there. Uh, uh, favorite and least favorite Mike Wallace interview of all time and why. And then number three, uh, what is the biggest lie uh, someone that you're interviewing has ever told you? So th that's off the top of my head. Those are good. Okay. I, I can tell you my, the, my least favorite Mike Wallace interview of all time. He interviewed Barbara Streisand. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, yeah, right. I did. I was thinking, I'm not kidding. No, I actually talked to him, interviewed him about one of his books, and I called him out on this. Really? Which is because that he, he kept in the thing about the lighting and how difficult no, no, she no, was? No, 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 not because okay. of, no. He interviewed her mother. Yes. And he said, what's your relationship like with Barbara? And Barbara Streisand's mother said, she doesn't have time for me. She never, so he's in the middle of the interview, and he says, you know what your mother says about you? Right. And Barbara starts to cry. Oh, wow. And I said, and I interviewed him. I said, why would you do that? He said, I don't have subpoena powers. You know, people can, which is a kind of a BS right. excuse for, right. I can say whatever I want. Right. All right. There is your epic fail. When you went on Meghan Markle's podcast, yes. here, here's the clip. Oh, gosh. I was so eager to be on your show because I was such a Housewives fan at the time. And I just couldn't get booked, Andy. <laughs> so thanks for being here with me. You know what's so funny? I was like, oh my God, if it turns out that Meghan Markle actually <laughs> expressed an interest to be on Watch What Happens Live, and we, it is now the biggest blunder in the 13 years of the show. I've got to think, in your world, yeah. that that kept you up at night when you found out that you had passed on Meghan Markle. I was annoyed. I was annoyed. But I had a feeling when she... When she was outed as Harry's girlfriend, my booker said, I think we've passed on her. So now I'm going to ask you the toughest question in the whole interview. Really? And I, I want you to be honest about this. Okay. Do you think that Harry and Meghan have become a bore? Do I think they've become a bore? No, I think that as I watched his 60 Minutes interview, I thought... You know, as he's talking about his brother's balding head and how he's losing his looks and all this stuff. And then he says, no, we love each other. And I, you know, I'm sure, you know, the ball's in their court and all this stuff. I mean, I think that maybe there was a way for him to do it without torching the bridge, but also telling a story which is so compelling. And as I sat there and watched him, I thought, God, do I empathize with this guy? He went through a horrible trauma. And then, by the way, became an Apache helicopter pilot. I mean, he's, what a fascinating life. But I, you know, the, the torching everything and all the details and I cut my back on the fight with my brother. I mean, I know a lot of brothers who have beat the crap out of each other, you know? I mean, his brother is now the future King of England. Right. I think that the move is for William. His, Harry's book is called Spare. Yes. I think William should write a book called Air and tell his story. I, I don't think that that's what they do. I don't either. No, but I but I guess part of what I'm saying is Oprah interview, okay. okay. The six-part series on Netflix, well, now you're writing a book. I mean, at a certain point, doesn't this show need to be canceled? Well, I'm buying the book, by the way. As much as I've seen, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the book. Uh, 
But yeah, they're, they're, look, it's expensive to live in Montecito, you know? <laughs> they're cashing out. They're cashing out. And they got one story to tell. I know. And they're going to tell, tell it all right now. They're not leaving anything on the table. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is from the arbiter, the ringmaster of pop culture in America today. Right. You grew up in St. Louis. I did. Your two idols were Susan Lucci. You talked about the fact that you loved all my children. And Sam Donaldson. And and Sam Donaldson. Yes. That's an odd couple. It is. But isn't it interesting? Look where I am. I'm the Sam Donaldson of housewives. (laughs) I mean, it's Erica Kane, Susan Lucci. Yes. Has she's now Lisa Vanderpump on right. the Real Housewives, right. and, and you're I'm Sam the Sam Donaldson of the world. I mean, it's in the Vem diagram. I'm right there in the middle between <laughs> Lucci and Donaldson. It's I backed right into it. I mean, it's kind of incredible. And in college, you got to interview Susan Lucci, and you say, and we have a picture of it. You yeah. say that it changed your life. Well, it did. It. Um, it, I was in a news writing and reporting class. I'm a, I was a broadcast journalism major at Boston University. And I had a professor who said, okay, this assignment is, you know, interview someone and write a profile of them as an interview. And he said, shoot for the stars. And so I sent letters to Sam Donaldson and Susan Lucci. And I, I, I wish I had a copy of the letter I sent to Lucci's publicist, but it was good enough that she said, yeah, you can do this. And I flew to New York and Susan Lucci took me to lunch. And wow. it really did, because I was at that time such an All My Children fan, and I was like, wow, there's a whole business behind this, this universe. And it's not just fun and games that I see on TV. And it just, it pulled back the curtain in a way. And it also showed me that I could do it. And, you know, I have the interview on tape, on audio tape. I am just talking over her the whole time. I mean, it's just (laughs) as bad as it could be. But it did change my, it showed me um, the possibility of the world out there and that I could be a part of it. You have talked about the struggle that you had coming to terms with and particularly sharing the fact that you are gay. Yeah. Uh, I think reading about you, the Diana Ross poster on your bedroom wall was kind of an early tell. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But when you finally came out to the public, it was on a real Housewives reunion. That's true. Here it is. It's just a figure of speech. Like he wasn't calling the instructor gay. He was just saying this is, I guess what he was doing. He felt like, you know, whatever. He, it's just a figure of speech. I think we, I think everyone in Jersey says it. I'll jump in and I have no, I have no business jumping in, but I'm gay and I thought it was offensive. I mean, I just want to say, you. because what, what. Because you don't hang out with them either. So you I mean, and, I, and I'm not saying your husband's homophobic. I'm saying I, I think it was offensive. I do. Do you think the fact that you're all over TV has helped erase the stigma for people for whom it is a stigma about being gay in America at this point? I think visibility is very important. And and I've talked to a lot of moms who watch Housewives with their sons, who their sons later said, I'm gay. And so the answer is, I hope so. I certainly hope so. It would be nice. When I was growing up, 
it was Paul Lind and Charles Nelson Riley, who were often the you Secret know, Square were, or something. Yeah, the Secret Square and the Joke Teller and the you know, and so it wasn't necessarily though. Some would argue that I have a bit of Paul Lind and Charles Nelson Riley in me. It wasn't necessarily who I aspired to be at that moment, but I wanted to be myself on TV, and the fact that I've been able to do that is 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 a great. Uh, makes me really happy. Well, part of being yourself is you are the father of two beautiful little children, Benjamin and Lucy. Yes. You can see we have pictures of them here, who you're raising as a single dad. Yes. How rewarding is that? How tough is that? It's both. It's both. I feel like the subtitle. I have a new book coming out in May called "The Daddy Diaries." Yeah, that's right. The year I grew up. Books and you need the exactly. Fifth book I need a fifth two. book, and it's and it's called "The Daddy Diaries: The Year I Grew Up." And I feel and this year Lucy was born, and it feels like the year fifty four years in. I've been waiting to grow up, and that I felt uh, a weight about me that I've never felt before, frankly. And I didn't even feel with one. With two, it's it's intense and it's wonderful and it's rewarding and I have so much gratitude. And I also just feel so much calmer than I've ever felt. And I spent so much of my life partying and running around and getting on planes and being, you know, wild that you know, I spent Christmas at home looking at a lot of people that I know in St. Bart's on Instagram and all this stuff. And I was like, I'm exactly where I want to be. This is great. So that happened. Having a kid late in life, having kids late in life, uh, it was it, that was perfect for me. Because when I had them, I was exactly who I wanted, where I wanted to be and who I wanted to be. So them coming in, I could now devote everything to them, which is great. Finally, uh, you recently shared the fact that you're now on dating apps. Yes. So what's the ultimate goal? Would you like to get married? Would you like to give Benjamin and Lucy two parents? Sure. You know anybody? (laughs) Well, I don't know. I can ask around. Okay. Well, I mean, but is is that something that you would very much like to have? Yes, of course. Yeah, of course I would. I mean, it's the missing, it's the last little uh, puzzle piece and if it happens, it would be great. And if it doesn't happen, then it didn't happen. I'd rather be in the right relationship with the right guy than the wrong one, you know? Thank you, my friend. Thank you so this much. This was a pleasure. My pleasure. As we said, Andy Cohen comes from St. Louis, and he is such a big fan of the Cardinals baseball team there that he named his rescue dog after pitcher Michael Waka, who was on the mound the day he got the dog. A couple of years later, Andy was able to arrange for Waka to meet Waka. Thank you for watching. Catch us every Sunday night on CNN and keep streaming anytime you want right here on HBO Max to find out who's talking next. Now streaming exclusively on Max, a new CNN flash talk about the album that has Nashville talking. Call Me Country, Beyonce and Nashville's Renaissance. Watch it at max.com slash callmecountry. Max subscription required.